Hey, everybody, just a quick announcement. Over the next two days, you'll be hearing from a new producer. You'll be hearing two stories from Andres O'Hara. Andres is the senior producer on the food podcast, The Sporkful. And today he is going to touch on that world of food and also on our world of travel and surprise. He's looking into the world of food smuggling. And specifically today, on the Border Patrol agents whose job it is to stop banned food from getting into the country. I imagine that some of you out there have probably once or twice brought in something, you know, just a little special piece of cheese or some delicious spice that maybe you weren't supposed to have. Uh, So we're going to hear about that today. But of course, Border Patrol has to deal with a lot more than just food. So tomorrow, Andres is going to look at what happens when people try to bring living creatures into the U.S. and what happens when they begin to spread. If you like these episodes and are looking for more surprising food stories, you should check out The Sporkful. And they just released the, a new show called Deep Dish with uh, Sola and Ham Elwaley. And in Deep Dish, Sola and Ham look at the surprising history of foods like bagels and tamales and tacos al pastor. These stories are always about a lot more than just food. You hear about a rogue labor union that battles with the mob. You hear about a police detective who changes his life after a grisly accident and much, much more. You can find all of that on the Sporkful podcast. Now, onto the show. So back in April on a warm, sunny day, I went to JFK Airport in New York. I'm seeing flights coming in from Delhi, Dubai, Kingston, Jamaica, Lima, London, Milan, Mumbai, Nairobi, Santiago, Sao Paulo. I didn't have a ticket and I wasn't picking up anyone. I was actually meeting with someone from Customs and Border Patrol. So I'm standing around waiting and I see a couple of military officers walking around with very big guns and I'm looking for the person I'm supposed to meet. Then I see someone come towards me. He's got long hair and a ponytail, sunglasses on his head. He's wearing a polo shirt. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Andres. Andres, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. You've been waiting long? Two minutes. Okay, good, good. This is Anthony Bucci, public affairs specialist for Customs and Border Patrol. He was going to bring me inside a Border Patrol operation that doesn't get a lot of attention, but one that they take very seriously. I was going to see how Border Patrol deals with food smuggling. Food smuggling is very common. You go abroad and you want to bring back a special food from your travels, a souvenir. But then when you fly back home, you have to fill out that card that asks whether or not you have something to declare. You check no and you hope for the best. That's food smuggling. And this is really common. Lots of us have done it. But food smuggling can cause a lot of problems. A tomato from Italy could be carrying a Mediterranean fruit fly that could destroy agriculture in California. A salami from the Dominican Republic could have traces of African swine flu that could infect pigs in North Carolina. A couple of years ago, a strain of avian flu was the deadliest in U.S. history, killing millions of chickens and causing egg prices to spike. And avian flu can be spread by smuggling chicken into the country. And yes, people do that. This all happens many, many times, every day, especially at airports. And it's up to Border Patrol to stop it. So if you give this officer your photo ID, she'll give you a temporary badge. I'm Andres O'Hara, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. 
Today, I go inside one of the busiest airports on Earth to find out what happens when people try to smuggle food into the country. This is food that's precious to some people, but that could be carrying some unwanted passengers. Plus, we'll find out what happens to all the food that gets confiscated. And spoiler alert, it doesn't get eaten. More after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All of one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Twenty-one million passengers come through JFK's international terminal every year, and their bags all end up in baggage claim. When you're at baggage claim at the international terminal, you're actually still at the border. You haven't crossed into the U.S. yet. And it's the job of the agricultural specialists at Border Patrol to keep banned food from leaving the airport. I met up with one of these specialists, Officer Miguel Ortiz, next to baggage claim. He was there with his partner, Prince. Hey, it's a little shy, it's a little afraid, but... Oh, he jumped up. Oh, he's so cute. Can I pet him? No. (laughs) I was not allowed to pet Prince. Prince is a Border Patrol officer, and you don't get to pet the Border Patrol officers. Officer Ortiz is from Puerto Rico, where he worked as a wildlife biologist. He came to the States in 2005, worked a bunch of different jobs until he landed at Border Patrol. And when he started there, he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to work with dogs. And a few years later, he got his opportunity. That's when he met Prince. Prince came from Georgia as part of the Beagle Brigade. It's a training program for Beagles to work with Border Patrol officers specifically for this job, for finding smuggled food. Prince and Officer Ortiz are a team. If Officer Ortiz is on vacation, Prince doesn't work with any other Border Patrol agent. These two have to be in sync, always communicating with each other, because baggage claim is really busy. It can be loud and a bit chaotic. Prince is supposed to sniff the bags in the carousel to find the ones holding the food. But it's not easy with a crowd of passengers trying to get their stuff. So right now, we're seeing these bags that we're spinning on the carousel. And I don't know where the flight is from, but I'm going to have the dog go around, walk around. Excuse me. Walk around and see if the dog gives me a response. Excuse me. And I don't want the dog to be distracted or disturbed from what he's doing right now. Because any distraction will deter him to continue working. Is it hard when there's a lot of passengers here? It is. It is not easy because the dog can fit where I cannot fit. As you can see... He's just kind of pulling you, yeah. Right, as you can see, I'm a big guy. (laughs) Let's go, find it. Prince has a lot of distractions. 
like blankets or kids' toys or dresses or neck pillows. He just go after them. He just go after them and he tried to play with them. When I was watching Prince in action, I thought he would act more like a soldier, you know, calm, composed, alert. But actually, he reminded me of my dog when I take her on a walk and she's hunting around for chicken bones. It's kind of the way Prince was acting, like he would find a neck pillow at any moment. But this is where Officer Ortiz comes in. His job is to keep Prince focused, to get him close to the bags and sniffing for food. Good boy. So we're walking along the carousel, weaving between people. Find it. When Prince gives Officer Ortiz the signal he's been looking for, Prince sits. Whose bag is this? Officer Ortiz starts talking to the family that's been waiting for their bags. May I please have your attention here? Do you have any food items in this bag? Sorry? Any food items? What kind of food items do you have? We got in the airplane. What do you have? For my kids. The father has some fruit. It was served on the airplane and he saved it for his kids. And you have also a little fruit cup? Yeah, this one and... And any apple, oranges? Oats. Oats? Yeah. So this is like pineapple, watermelon, and cantaloupe, and maybe pear. May I see your passport, please? Yeah. So when you finish collecting your bags, yeah. please go to number 22. Yeah. Number 22. Okay. This is the agriculture inspection area. Okay. This fruit that is here has to be left at that area, okay? okay? I can throw it here. It will, be, it will be taken in the 22 because they have special containers to place oh. these food items. So Officer Ortiz takes their passports and brings it to an agricultural inspection station. When the Fruit Cup family collects their bags, they go to this station. They have to declare any other food they have on them. Then they get their passports back and get to leave. But the food stays here. Food comes from thousands of miles away, from all over the world. And now, this is the last stop. I can show you the grinding room. I don't know if there's anything on the table, but we can take a look at that, Great. absolutely. Sure. We meet back up with Anthony Bucci and head to our next location. We walk away from baggage claim and down a hallway. We pass the door for US Fish and Wildlife Service and we go into a small room. There's tables all along the walls and there's lots of microscopes and glass slides. And taped up to the walls are pictures of insects and bugs and worms, all kinds of pests. These are the invasive species or pests, the things that come with the food that's being smuggled in. These pests could infect crops or carry diseases or destroy trees in a forest. Tiny little creatures that can cause really big problems. And then right in the middle, it actually takes up nearly the entire room, is the grinding table. It's a giant stainless steel table with a big sink in the middle. It's basically like a huge garbage disposal. And this is where all the forbidden food goes and gets ground up. And there's a method to how they do it. They typically go in stages. Sometimes we'll have peppers or something that are a little um, um, spicy. It will get in the air, you know, because th that kind of release. Uh, so in order to kind of cleanse the room, they usually use, uh, they usually do the citrus products at the end. Leaves a nice smell. Because it's not just apples and fruit cups that they seize. They've seized entire legs of prosciutto from Italy, sausages from Eastern Europe, shark fin from China. Contrary to popular belief, we do not take the items home. We don't eat them. We don't have a big party with right. them. Do, do people actually ask you if you're, if you're going to take the food home and eat it? Is that, is that a real thing? Well, you know, I, I have the, the comments. Um, people enjoy it. Or people that say, you know, bon appetit, you know. And we have to explain to them that we do not take or we do not eat or we do not use any of the product that we seized. Instead, they all go in the grinder. You ready? Taped up next to the grinder, there's this note. 
It reminds me of the note you see on office fridges. You know, the one that says, any food left on Friday will be thrown out. Yeah, the note has that kind of energy. The note reads, do not put sugarcane, scallions, leaves, plants, bushes, grains, or rice in the grinder, exclamation point. So whatever can't be uh, gr- uh, put through the grinding machine, they'll put in the bags, they'll seal the bags, then they're, they're incorporated for the burn run when they're gonna be incinerated. Where is that? Is that, is that here at JFK? Um, we don't disclose the exact location. It's in, it's in the, the vicinity. Can I ask why? What's like? Well, because there's not just food products. So there's going to be drugs, narcotics. There's going to be counterfeit goods. Uh, bad people. If they knew where we were going to destroy it, perhaps they might want to um, intercept that convoy to recover those goods that they lost, or maybe take the goods. Uh, yeah. So we don't disclose where the location is. I've been so caught up in this world of food smuggling, I kind of forgot what else Border Patrol has to deal with at airports, like narcotics, stuff that's on a whole different level than tiny bugs. So now that the baggage runs are over, Prince needs a rest, and we head to the canine office. Yes, Prince has his very own office, but he does have to share it with Officer Ortiz and a few other officers. Prince is in his kennel, rehydrating. There are a few desks next to the kennel, and there's a back room lined with fridges, with meat and fruits and other stuff that the dogs use for training. And there's also a glass case in that room, and it holds all kinds of jars and canisters. Officer Ortiz explains to me, this is stuff that people use when they're smuggling food into the country that they really don't want to get caught with. Because food smuggling is actually a lot bigger than people just bringing in stuff from back home. There are people who sell illegal food in the U.S. There are people who traffic endangered species. We have seen um, eggs inside flour. We have seen... um, meat items or poultry items inside tea bags. Sometimes people hide things between fish. And also there's just people who are very passionate about their cured meats. Sometimes people hide prosciutto between books, you know, pages. Even um, slight, like slices of prosciutto yeah. between pages of books. Yes. So you open a book. And there's prosciutto between the, the pages. <laughs> yeah, the prosciutto ends up in the grinding room with everything else. Yes, sneaking in a prized Italian prosciutto, it can feel exhilarating, and it can make for a great dinner party story, too. But for a lot of people, the food they're carrying with them is important. There's a real emotional attachment to the place where they're coming from. And for some people, it's about a lot more than a souvenir. People who are visiting the country where they grew up often want to bring food back. It's a taste of home, one that sometimes you can't find here in the U.S. A lot of times, a person is coming here to visit family for the first time. They don't have a lot to bring. So what they bring is kind of their foods from their homeland. So it's a, uh, it's a present that they're bringing for their family. It's very personal to them. So it gets very emotional for them uh, when they have to lose that or when we have to take it from them because it's not allowed in the country. The repetitive thing that I have heard from passenger is, the food here doesn't taste like my food at home. And I see it almost every day. Almost every day somebody will tell you that. For someone who emigrated to the U.S. and has to save up for months to travel back to their home country, they want to bring something back that reminds them of home. Food is one way to do that. Officer Ortiz gets that. But still, he has a job to do, and he knows what can happen when people bring in foods with unwanted passengers, like those insects and pests. So he and Prince will continue to patrol baggage claim, doing the best they can to stop it from happening. 
tomorrow, I ask Anthony Bucci a question that's been on my mind this entire time. What's the worst thing that's been caught at the airport? What's the one thing that caused serious alarm bells? And spoiler alert, it's not something that can go in the grinder. It's a big, slimy snail. Come back tomorrow for that story. This episode was produced by me, Andres O'Hara. The Atlas Obscura podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes... Dylan Thress. Doug Baldinger. Chris Naka. Camille Stanley. Baudelaire. Gabby Gladney. Johanna Mayer. Manolo Morales. Our technical director is... Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by... Luce Fleming. The theme and end credits are by Sam Tyndall. I'm Andres O'Hara, wishing you all the wonder in the world. See you again tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink. World-class art everywhere. Spectacular sports and dazzling Hollywood attractions. L.A. offers... The full variety of food scene, from game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com.